Welcome to This Is Our Year, a Minnesota Vikings podcast. So before we get into this Vikings game, I think we have a lot on our minds, you know, uh, after this Thursday night football game. So uh, Tua took another another head injury, which is just outrageous that he was even playing at all. We all saw what we saw last week, and uh, I don't know. What, what, are, what are you guys' thoughts on it? I am infuriated. Uh, I yeah, the was, Dolphins have now just become my least favorite team in the NFL. It was just a scary sight to see. Like it was very uncomfy to watch. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, yeah. When, after it happened, when his hands were sort of like cramping up and seizing, it was just yeah, very, very uncomfortable. Yeah, you, you hate to see an organization that has so much talent on the roster be uh, be so mismanaged. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's granted, I, I'm not one who is quick to, I don't know. I, I'm curious as to what the league investigation will come up with. That, that's what I'll say, because there definitely is something going on there. And I, I'm curious to find out what the league has to say about how this whole situation was handled, if it was handled correctly, if some of it fell on Tua. I mean, it's it's. Yeah, I can't see a player getting blamed for wanting to play through an injury or coming back. Now, it's more of this case. I think is negligence from the coaching staff, um, medical personnel on the team, and there's just how many people, how many people could have stepped in and said something to prevent anything from happening and the fact that nobody did. And I mean, you already saw how, I mean, on Twitter fans were pretty irate after him coming back last week and taking proper pro uh, concussion protocol. And now the second week he gets hit again and it's even worse. I mean, he's cramping up. His fingers are locked. I mean, this is a sign of now brain damage. Now we have a sign of, Will this player be able to even how we don't even know how this is going to affect him? Like, because right now it's one thing, but in five years, it could be something completely else different. And I think this is just negligence of the highest degree for the Miami Dolphins organization. Right, And I know that they have a long week. Uh, until their next game but I know they're already like oh they're already talking about like getting Tua back out there like you know what if he needs to take a week you let him take a week yeah it just seems inappropriate it's very much inappropriate yeah so uh Carrie you were talking just before we started recording you were talking about how they were like watching a movie on the plane together. Yeah, this is real. I saw a tweet that Mike McDaniel spoke with a um, spoke with some beat writer or something, and said, "Yeah, uh, you know, all I can say is that two and I we watched uh, they watched McGruber on the, on the plane flight home, and he was laughing, <laughs> like like two was laughing. So he appears to be in good spirits. I'm just surprised that, that the hospital didn't keep him overnight. Granted." I know nothing. I'm not a doctor. I don't know anything yeah. about the actual situation. So I don't like to speculate on things, but that is just interesting that they didn't keep him overnight. Yeah. Yeah. But like, Ooh, Ooh, he was laughing. <laughs> Good to know that his sense of humor isn't gone yet. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, just not a not a good look for the Miami Dolphins. And uh, I know the NFL Players Association is there. They're going to be definitely looking into this more. So not a good look for those Dolphins. But anyway, we can move on from that. Let's talk about the Vikings. Uh, this is a this is the Vikings pregame show for their game Week in four. London. Yes, against uh, the New Orleans Saints. Uh, and there's actually been some new new developments lately. Looks as though the Saints are going to be without uh, wide receiver Michael Thomas and without their starting quarterback, Jameis Winston. Now, I feel like, you know, there's, there's the argument that uh, the Vikings would have been better off facing Jameis Winston. That's what I'm saying. That is that is exactly what I'm saying. This is actually like bad news. The fact that we have to face Andy Dalton, I my like my optimism about this game actually went down. Like I still think we're gonna win, but it's looking a lot less easy than it did before. Had it been Jameis, yeah, I agree. Uh, I feel like if we were to be facing Jameis, you know, I think the way that this defense had really been playing, it kind of works really well with the way that Jameis plays. It really kind of plays against his strengths. Jameis is always wanting to throw the deep ball, and that seems to be what this defense is really just trying to prevent. They seem to allow the the dinks and dunks and the easy first downs. So I think Andy Dalton is probably going to have an easier time with his skill set than Jameis yeah, Winston would. That's all Andy Dalton can do is the the rink and dink and the short passes and check downs. Right. I was looking at uh, at some stats. Andy Dalton's career versus the Minnesota Vikings. He is 2-2 two and two in his career versus the Vikings. Uh, yeah, and the last, the last game, obviously uh, – he was the quarterback for the Bears. That was uh, the last game for Mike Zimmer and Matt Nagy, and they did lose that one, um, which actually leads me to a question. How well do you really remember last season? Uh-oh. Okay. So we all remember that last game of the season. Uh, you know, Vikings win, but there was a nearly a momentum-changing uh, almost rushing touchdown by Andy Dalton, but the play was reversed and it was ruled down at the one yard line. And now, okay, who's who's question? Who gets the question? Who gets is Austin's go? Because I Austin? won last time. All right, here is here is the question: How many yards did Andy Dalton run on that play? Oh, jeez, I. Uh... Uh, I don't even know. I'm gonna just. I don't think it was more than. Oh, I want to say it's more than thirty because I feel like it was a bigger play than I remember, and I was at that game. But uh, I don't know, so I'm gonna say thirty-two yards. Carry. So, could you well, first set of all, Austin, the... is that your final answer? Yeah, thirty-two yards. Okay. Could you set up the question again, Mike? Okay, so we all remember. The Andy Dalton almost momentum changing, almost rushing touchdown when he was ruled down at the one yard line. How many yards did he run on that play? I actually don't remember this play. Um, oh, he dove. He dove into the end zone. Just I remember getting reversed, but I don't remember the play. I mean, I I just remember 
Yeah, but I can't remember how many yards it was. Hmm. Let's say 21 yards. Hmm. Final answer? Yes. It was a seven-yard run. What? Damn. Yep, seven yards. So that means carry wins. Wow. That was was a bad question, Mike. (laughs) What do you mean it was a bad question? That was was just a bad question. Hey, you're not supposed to get them all exactly right. No, no, I know. That's my least favorite question of the game so far. The question is topical because we're we're about to face Andy Dalton. Exactly. I guess. I guess. Exactly. I guess. Still my least favorite of the bunch. That's... That's fine. You can. I, I appreciate the, the the criticism. I suppose. Yeah, we'll take it to the we'll take it to the, the complaint department. <laughs> yeah. We'll send it to New York. Yeah. Well, uh, let's see. The last time Andy Dalton did face Minnesota, and granted, this was with uh, Chicago, right? Yeah, this was with Chicago. He went to uh, thirty-three for forty-eight, through for three hundred and twenty-five yards. Yeah. A touchdown and two interceptions. Sacked seven times that day. Oh, I remember that. Yep, yep. It was a, a bad day for Andy Dalton and Dub Bears. But uh, Andy Dalton's not playing for Dub Bears anymore. And I think, uh, I, I guess, I couldn't necessarily say that it's a better situation. It might, it might honestly be worse. The only thing that's better is, you know, that he's got a few other receiving weapons I, I mean Chris Olave and Jarvis Landry which I guess in, with the Bears who did he have he had Darnell Mooney Allen Robinson I mean that's it yeah I mean I guess it's kind of a kind of a similar situation um yeah so I mean the optimism I think absolutely you're right it does it does go down in this one knowing that we have to face Andy Dalton but has he had to play yet this is a Why are you guys with the Saints, scared right? of Andy Dalton? You guys are like shaking in your boots over this guy. Hey, hey, like, I'm not shaking in my boots. No, you guys, you're acting like we're. Pl- I feel like you guys are acting like we're playing like Tom Brady or something. It's Andy Dalton. The guy couldn't even get a starting lineup of a guy who threw 30 interceptions in one season. Well, here's the thing. I mean, let's, here, let's, here. I mean we're going to literally get to play the redheaded stepchild over in London. This is going to be. I think a money game. We sacked him seven times, two interceptions. Whew, I think it's a big game for the defense. I think we need to be a little more optimistic, boys. No, here's the thing is that this is the typical Vikings trap game. We're no, in, in I, a different country. We're facing a – the last time we faced a redheaded backup quarterback, it was against the Cowboys at home, and we lost. Yeah, but I'm still not worried. I think Andy Dalton, he's going to have a tough game. This is a – going to come in especially overseas he's not going to be i think fully the best that he could be and i mean like you said they're missing so many weapons on that offense that i i mean i don't see how we can even consider this a trap game i think this is just a a hand me game now this is honestly i think this is the easiest saints team we've played in like 20 years and that's what scares me no no, we hate them. We hate the Saints. We're going to come in there with a vengeance. We're going to treat this almost like a divisional game. And I just think we're going to ground and pound and just stomp over this team. Well, there's a few other things to be said here. Is that the Saints are undefeated overseas. 
and uh, there's one, there's one some. Game. I mean, there's there's some difference. <laughs> one game. There's some difference in opinions. There's some difference in opinions on. Aren't we also uh, undefeated overseas? I actually don't know that. Um, but the, uh, I guess my next point was there's there's some uh, difference in opinion over trip length. Uh, the Vikings and their, you know, scientists seem to believe that a shorter trip in general is going to be better, but the Saints seem to believe otherwise, and they have, throughout their history, they've gone over to uh, overseas, basically, like, right after their game the week before, because they left for London on Sunday after their game against Carolina. They've really? been in London for a long time. Yeah, they and did? the Vikings... Yeah, the Vikings just got there, I think, today on Friday. So, why did they leave so early? Oh, wait, no, I, think they got, they, I don't think they got there today. I think they got there, like... No, they got there today. Okay. They got there this morning. Okay, because yep. I was watching all the the Vikings' uh, page, and they were talking about stuff being over there. Yeah, yeah, right. they landed this morning at... But they took the red, yeah, they took the red eye. They took at, the red eye flight so they could sleep. At 5 a.m. our time, they got there. Yeah. And it was like the middle of the day over there. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. So like there, there's some difference in opinion there. Um, for me personally, and again, I'm not like a sports scientist. I feel like it makes sense that if you're there, you have time to acclimate to that game. Maybe it hurts you later on for the game afterwards. But I feel like if you're in, if you're in that time zone, you know, you're ready to go. But I guess the, there are sports scientists that feel otherwise that a short trip is more beneficial. Well, yeah, jet, but you're dealing with jet lag. Like, I, I, I'm agreeing with the Saints in that, yeah, you're dealing with jet lag and all that crap. Why would you want to play football, like, a day or two after, you know? I mean, they're going to get a couple sleeps. They'll be fine. Right. I mean, I've also heard that, in general, the Vikings are, they're going to try to stay, like, central time. Like, they're going to live their their day as if they're still well, yeah, because that's the smartest thing. Because, I mean, look at the Saints. They're there for a week. They're going to get accustomed to London time. They're going to just for one game, and they're going to have to come back. And then that next week here, first week five, they're going to just be exhausted. Yeah, I I don't know. It's interesting. I'd like to – you know, we, we haven't had international games for all that many years. So, you know, years down the line, I'd really like to see what teams do and, like, what the outcome is of their games as far as that stuff goes. I think that's really interesting. Which brings up the point. I think the Vikings have played over there internationally. I can think of two games. It was one against the Cleveland Browns and one against the Steelers. And I think we won both of those games. I don't know if there have been others, but I know those two for sure within the last like six years have happened. I know you're right about that. Uh, that Cleveland game, I can see, you know, Adam Thielen sliding on his knees. Let's... And then there was another game when we still had Adrian Peterson and he ran all over the Steelers. Um, let's see. There's Vikings four international exhibition games. I'm on Vikings.com through the years. Uh, they have had exhibition games. Oh, this is throughout there. This was uh, London in 1983. Okay. So like, a lot of them are not in recent history. So they were, they faced the St. Louis Cardinals in London in 83. Um, they've also been to Sweden and Germany and uh, Tokyo. Interesting. 
Yeah, they faced the Bears in Sweden in 88. I have to scroll through the pictures, so give me just a moment. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. that they were doing international games back then. Yeah, I, I guess I wasn't aware either. Let's see. Yep, and then they had the they had the Bills in Berlin, Germany in 1993. So they, they must this must be an older thing. And then they were in Tokyo versus the Chiefs in 1994. Wow, that's kind of cool. Guess I didn't yeah. know. I mean, they've had other international games since then because, you know, we've seen the one against Cleveland where Thielen is sliding on his knees. But anyway... Interesting. I did not know. I wouldn't have known that the Vikings have played in Japan. How well do you remember the 1994 season? (laughs) (laughs) But no, I'm really not too worried about this game for the Vikings. I just think we're a much more healthy team right now. And we're really catching a groove, um, especially with how we've been able to play without especially last week without Justin Jefferson being super effective. I mean, this team is starting to show signs of, hey, we can do something without the star player having to create the momentum or get the ball rolling, which is just making me a little more confident. Now, I can't say the same about the Saints. I think the Saints this week are going to have a really hard time, especially with, like you said, Mikey, you got Andy Dalton and Michael Thomas out. Is Alvin Kamara playing? Uh, I believe Alvin Kamara will be will be in. Is this his first week back from, or did he play last week as well? And I uh, I'm not too sure. I have not been really paying attention too much. Yeah, to. these Saints are so abysmal that I don't really pay attention to them either. Exactly. But, so I'm, I, you know, trap games. I think are it has to be a little bit better. And I don't want to even put this in the realm of a trap game because I just – I like our chances. I think this is probably one of the easier games we have this season. But speaking of injuries, it sounds like Zadarius Smith is a little banged up. That is also concerning because he's one of really only two guys who we have, you know, putting pressure on the quarterback. And so far, Daniel Hunter has not been super effective even with Zadarius Smith on the field. He's been He's been, like, good, but – he hasn't been, you know, this monster that we've seen in years past. And right now it seems like Zadarius Smith will be a game time decision if he's going to be ready to go. And that, that does worry me a little bit. If we can't get pressure on the quarterback, you know, it, you can be Andy Dalton or Cooper Rush or, or anybody. I feel like you can, you can make completions. And then when you can make completions, you can march right down the field, you know? So I think there is a little bit more concern than maybe we're thinking about on at least on the defensive side for the Vikings. But on the offensive side, I think I think Kirk is going to have a really clean pocket. I think he's going to have a clean day. Um, I heard a thing that apparently the Saints are ranked 32nd in pass rush win rate. And they are abysmal. They cannot, they cannot rush the passer this year. Absolutely. And Bri- Brian O'Neill, Brian O'Neill and Christian Darrisaw have been absolutely dominating people this year so yeah and honestly Garrett Bradbury has been playing well not something that I expected but he he has been I mean it, I think a lot of it might have to do with just the way the offense has been playing uh Kirk has been under center just a little bit less so I mean 
Bradbury has a few steps to be pushed back before he's pushed right into the quarterback. So I guess that that makes his job just a little easier. But yeah, he's the he has played her, better. He's the number six rank center in the NFL right now. I saw via PFF. No, I would not have believed that had had you told me that at this point in the season he would be a top six center and say no, not Garrett Bradbury. But here we are. Here we are. Um. Anyway, I think I think the offense is probably going to do really well against this defense. I think they match up really well because we know what Kirk can do when he's given a clean pocket. And I, I think that this is just a really good matchup as far as that goes. The only concern on that uh, on the offensive side is going up against Marshawn Lattimore. But, I, I mean, I, I'm you know, we saw it in week one how the Vikings were able to scheme Justin Jefferson away from Jair Alexander. Um. And I think they're not really they're not really thrilled with how he's just been bracketed in the last two games, and he was shadowed by Okuda basically the whole time. And that could still happen, but I think they're going to do everything that they can to avoid that kind of a matchup. Which makes sense. I mean, it's you want your star players to shine, and I think the Vikings need to kind of go back to the creativity they had in Week One where we saw Justin Jefferson line up in all con- – I mean, he was the slot, he was the outside, he was on the other side. I think they need to kind of get back to that creativity and not be- and not being afraid of having guys line up in some less familiar spots. Right, and I, I think they know that. So I think, uh, I think Jefferson goes back to usual form. I think he, you know, seven-plus receptions probably – over a hundred yards and a touchdown. I think we're looking at from him this week. We can only hope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you guys have any, any hot, hot steaming takes for this game? Yeah, I have a take. I, I don't think we're going to let up a single touchdown. I think it's going to only be field goal. Wow. I, I, I honestly, I think you guys are giving the saints way too much credit. Their defense is not a good matchup. Their offense is playing their C team. And I really just have nothing to fear about this game. I just think incompetency. That's the thing that I fear is incompetency from the Vikings. I think we had that two weeks ago. I think we already had that game. That was week two against the Eagles. We've already had that game of just being stagnant, not doing anything. And it, it pissed us off. It lit the fire under us. And we saw it next week. Now, I think the defense's main focus is just going to be like you said, Mikey. It's going to they're going to just try to kind of like put Lattimore on Jefferson or just keep double coverage on him. But then also at the same time they're going to have to question themselves because that's what happened last week. And then, um, sorry, the Lions got burned because AJ, uh, not AJ, sorry, Adam Thielen and KJ Osborne then just got to run amok. So it's scary. It's either do you want to double coverage Jefferson and leave. Thielen or Osborne open, or do you want to just put a guy on everybody and then let Jefferson cook you? I think that's basically where we're <laughs> – I think that's kind of what the Saints are sitting in right now. No, Austin, like you said, Mike, they're, they're, they're not going to be able to rush Kirk. I think Kirk's going to have more time than he's in the pocket than he's had. Probably this – I think this game might be the time, the most time he'll have in the pocket all season. Yeah, Austin, I, I, I think you're right about that because I think the argument can be made that, like, you could say, sure – it worked. They kept Jefferson last week 
to three catches for 14 yards. But in the end, it did it really work? Because while you were doing that, you allowed KJ Osborne to get wide open and Adam Thielen to get wide open. And if you look back at that game, you know, basically every time they were in the red zone or right near the goal line, they were giving a lot of attention to Jefferson, which allowed for a lot of other things to open up. So did it really work? Teams might look at that. And on one hand, they could say, sure, it worked. But the Lions let them let it lose the game for them. So I, I don't I don't really know. It didn't really work. Yeah, I just I feel good. I really feel good about this game. I this is a game I think this is just come on, Vikes, just play your playbook. Do what you've been taught, and you should not have any reason to leave London without a W. Right. And and it's week four. You know, I understand after an offseason, especially, you know, we talked a little bit about this early. Most of our starters didn't really play much in the preseason. Uh, so, you know, maybe there was some rust to shake off, even in, I'll even say in these first three games. And I think we're, based on the way that we played last week, I think we were really lucky to come out with a win. But the rust should be shaken off now. You're right. No excuse. Exactly. And that's the thing. No excuses. It's it's that time of year where you start to really see, okay, this team could potentially go to the playoffs or, okay, yep. this team is hot garbage. And we're in such a tough spot with our division that literally you got three teams that literally all are making a case to, okay, I would say it's three teams right now that are in the front of our division. Lions are really close, which is sad because I think the Lions offense has been the most, uh, well, not the most, what's the word I'm looking for, is, been the fastest out of the gate for any divisional team. And it's surprising that we got three teams right now that are just kind of sitting with each other and they're all, and they're not playing very similar to each other. They're all playing a different, they're all at a different point in the season with how their teams are looking. And it's kind of frustrating because I, I do think the Vikings have looked the best out of the three and it's just not reflecting that in the standings. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, Mikey, what's your hot take? Hot take, hot take. So, Dalvin Cook is playing. Yes, uh, we know that. He's playing in a harness to protect his uh, dislocated shoulder. Um, he does no good matter. Harness, doesn't he? Doesn't matter. He's going to go off for 150 yards and two touchdowns. Because... Didn't, he, didn't he last year, like, didn't he play two games in a harness and he just went off in those games? Yeah, it's like it's like his flu game. Every time he has to wear a harness, it just goes off. Yeah, I'll, I'll look into that. I'll see if uh, I'll see if I can find you know any harness games. Because I remember he had to wear them for like two games at like the latter half of last season. I thought he looked. I'm I'm pretty sure he looked really good in those games. You know yeah, what it I was? remember that he had like shoulder dislocation issues or something. You know what it was? It was last year. Uh, against the Steelers and that was I think his best game of the season yeah that's right yep yep he was playing with a shoulder harness so and I think yep. a lot of it what it is is maybe yards, two touchdowns I think it's a lot of it's in mental that like the fact that it's like oh I have that extra support so maybe I can go a little harder because I don't have to worry about it or something it just gives him that extra boost Right, it might sacrifice a little bit of his mobility, but maybe in his head he feels a little bit more protected. Like that's not that shoulder's not going to get hurt, you know. 
It's mm-hmm. not moving. It's staying right where it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I would Carrie. say my hot take, yeah. it's less of a statistical thing, and it's more of just something I'm – I know it's going to happen. You know it's going to be super funny. The Vikings are going to pull together some sort of, like, touch touchdown celebration that's going to involve either one, like – star player or like the entire offense is going to like have some super kooky and zany touchdown celebration. You know, it's going to happen. It always does uh, for these types of games. So book it Vikings, uh, super silly and corny offensive touchdown celebration. Nice. I like it. I like it. Uh, Do you guys have a score prediction for this matchup? I do. I do. For one side note before that, uh, I think this is a really good matchup to kind of like have in England. It's very historical having the Saints against the Vikings. It's like early times when Scandinavians came over and raided the the monasteries off the coast and whatnot. But I think this game, my prediction is going to be uh, 9 to 28 Vikings. I think that's the widest score margin, one of the wider score margins we've had on this show. I think it's yeah one of the widest score margins I've ever given for, yeah. I think any but of I us. Think, any yeah, of no, us. I. This is my this is my game. I feel confident. I've never been this confident in a Vikings game. Wow. Yeah. Really. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I'm thinking it's honestly it, it's it's pretty close. I'm going thirty ten Vikings. I feel like it's probably not going to be a close game. That being said, you know, there's obviously some things that you got to watch out for. And you just hope that they can adjust. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go uh, 24-10. I'm going to oh, go 24-10. Okay. It's going to be a win, but it's just a matter of, I don't know. Let's see if, you know, that no excuses, we're going to be a good, we are a good team. We need to act like one. Excuse me. We're going to see if that actually comes out this week. Given the circumstances, it's a weird set of circumstances with traveling and things like that. So that just makes me a little nervous. If this were at home, it would be an absolute blowout. And question, did we face the Saints last year? No, right? So no, this, I, if, I don't think we did. If we haven't, this is the first time we've played the Saints since Alvin Kamara put five touchdowns on us. Six, we are going to come with a vengeance. Yeah, uh, and I did look. When you when you brought up Alvin Kamara last time, he did play last week. Um, let's see the stat line. Um, he he carried the ball 15 times for only 61 yards. He was at about 4.1 yards per attempt, and only two receptions for 12 yards. And he lost a fumble. So, and, you know, I feel like some of the some of the reason that you know Alvin Kamara has always been so scary is, you know, using him in the passing game. But if they're not going to be doing that this year, I'm not really too afraid of Alvin Kamara. But I hope I don't eat my words on that one. Well, I, I don't know if you're going to eat your words, but let's remember who we are facing. It's Andy Dalton, king of the checkdowns. He's got the best receiving back in the NFL. Yeah. That's he, has Austin, he has Austin Eckler on his team? <laughs> no, no, no. All right, all right. So... Uh, just a few things around the league going on that are relevant to the Vikings. Uh, the Lions are taking on the Seahawks Sunday at noon. That's uh, a Seahawks the... dub. I don't know. I don't know. 
That's... Wait, Seahawks playing who? I'm sorry, I kind of zoned you out. Well, I mean, if DeAndre Swift doesn't play and Amon Ross St. Brown is not playing, yeah, I don't That's know. Seahawks dub. It's, it's simple. Yeah, I, I, I might be with Kerry. I might get the dub to the Seahawks. Yeah, you know, it, it's tough. I feel like J- Jamal Williams, he's a, he's a very capable back. I think I'm not too worried about that. But it is a little bit concerning for them to be without their top receiving weapons. So, yeah, I can see where that comes from. Uh, the Bears are going to be taking on the Giants. That one can really go either way as well. I'm not sold on this new Giants team. Yes, they got two wins out of the gate, but it was it was not a good showing for them this last week on Monday Night Football against the Cowboys. So, I don't know. I, I, stuff. You know, I'll, I'll give the benefit to the Bears on this one. Yeah, I feel like the Bears are just going to do just what they do to always win games. Just enough. Just enough. Enough, right? Justin and they fields enough. They really do yeah. have one of the best, uh, one of the best running back rooms, I would say, in the league. If they if they have nothing else going for them, though, David Montgomery is going to be out. Khalil Herbert is getting the start, but Khalil Herbert has had three hundred and fifty uh, plus rushing yard games. David Montgomery zero, believe it or not. Ooh, yeah. So yeah, I give this one to the Bears. Yeah, I get the Bears, too. I think they're just going to do enough. No Bears. Uh, and the Packers take on the Patriots. No Mac Jones. Unfortunately, that's a pa- that's a Packers win. Who's going to be the QB? Who is the backup QB in New England? Brian Hoyer. Brian <laughs> Hoyer. Yeah, I'm sorry. If it was, like, anybody that – anybody else, maybe they might have a chance, but no. Well, the thing is, I think, you know, I'm still going to give it to the Patriots. I mean, not the Packers, too. Excuse me. I'm going to give it to the Packers, too. I think they have more of a chance with Mac Jones. But also, you can't count out Bill Belichick. He's going to I think he's going to do everything he can to take away uh, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, who are by far, you know, they're the most powerful weapons that Packers offense has. So this one might be more of a battle of defenses. So anything can really happen in this one, but I'll give it to the Packers as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think I think we're going to still have a three-way tie for first place in the division. Yeah. Are yeah, we the new it. are we the new uh NFC West? <laughs> yeah, Good. right. NFC West. Yeah, well, they they haven't been excellent this year. Well, it's just the fact that, you know, the Seahawks aren't as dominant as they used. They used to all just be really good. But now that the Seahawks have kind of fallen off a bit, the Niners are taking a sort of step back. The Rams aren't what they were last year. Yeah, Um, maybe we're the new powerhouse division in the NFL. Yeah, maybe. I mean, if if our weakest team is is the Bears, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I think the, I don't know. I think the Bears are going to get hit with a kind of a similarity to last season when they start facing a couple harder teams, and it's going to be like, oh man, this offense really isn't there yet. Right, and I think that's just their biggest problem. I think they've got you know they've got some players on defense for sure, which actually yeah. surprised me. But yeah, their defense is playing great this year. Defense has been winning them most of the games. Right, but when you when your quarterback isn't allowed to throw the ball more than 11 times when you're trailing to a division rival, I feel like you're not going to win many games that way. So 
yeah, you, you can't really you can't just rely on your defense and your run game to win you everything. I, maybe you can. It's still early in the year, but that's I, the Mike I'm gonna Zimmer go way. On a limb and I'm going to say you cannot rely on them. Yeah, that's the Mike Zimmer way: defense and running the ball. Yep, yep. <laughs> they hired. What, what do you guys think Mike Zimmer is up to? What is he doing? Isn't he working for the the thirty third team now? The what? It's a uh, the thirty third team. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I think uh let's see. Uh they're uh it's a bunch of like former NFL executives. They're like kind of a, a football database. Oh. Weird. Does he yeah. know anything about computers? <laughs> I, I bet he does not. I think he I remember him hating Zoom meetings. Yeah, I just remember he's just kind of like your prototypical boomer who, you know. Sorry to all the boomer listeners out there. Yeah, yeah, I know. We love you. I, I understand we're all, you know, the world's kind of hard on boomers, but thanks for listening if you're a boomer who listens. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think he works there, and I think Rick Spielman is working there as well, actually. So what? Together again. Together <laughs> again. <laughs> all right, guys, any closing thoughts on this game before? before it starts i guess austin i hope you aren't like icarus and that you're you're not gonna fly too close to the sun with your wild predictions on this game i do hope we trounce them but geez i hope you're not wrong yeah i hope for my sake i'm not wrong on the next episode then well yeah yeah, no i I feel i feel confident i think this is a good game i think this is a game that we really need at this point in the season to really kind of get us to that three one because, oh, if we could get 3-1, that's just a – when was the last time we had to start this well? Like, it's been a few years. Right. I think, Before the, the Kirk last... Cousins era? Oh, this is the best start he's had for us. Yeah. I mean, what was the last time we started this hot? Was it when Sam Bradford was our QB and we went, like, 5-0 right away? Uh, 2017, I don't remember how we started. We ended that season 13-3, and so, I mean – is that the Case Keenum season? Yeah, that is. Yeah, he wasn't the starter at that season. Was no, it was Teddy. Teddy no, was, was the starter at that. Teddy in the off season, and then it was Bradford, and then it was, then it was Keenum. Yeah, because well, we had so many. Because I'm pretty sure we even side, tried to sign Mark Sanchez that year. What? And I'm pretty sure he. Like, it wasn't that the year we literally had so much QB problems because everybody was getting injured. And we just had a carousel. I might be earlier. I just remember there was a year where it was like literally a carousel of like who was going to be the starting QB. I think we got Matt Castle for a little bit. Well, yeah, that the dark ages of the the Vikings quarterback carousel. Yes, but oh man, I remember that. Yeah, no, we're off to a good start. We have a we have a really good chance to rattle off some wins. So let's go do it. No excuses. No excuses. All right. Well catch us next time we'll do a post game show uh be sure to check it out thank you we will uh see you later so long bye
Welcome to the after show. Currently losing to the Lions 28 to 21. What now? I'm currently losing to the Lions 28 to 21. Adam? Yes. Are you trying to recreate the one game? No. No, I'm not trying to rewrite a wrong. I've got I've got um I've got this young stud quarterback. I got rid of Kirk. Oh, mm. really? What's the I, young stud? Is it a created one? It, I drafted him, yeah. I drafted him uh, number four overall in the draft. My wow. favorite thing in Madden is to, like, create, like, a QB and then, like, run through the career with him. Did you guys ever do create yourselves in that? I, I, no, I always I, – it's too cringy for me. But even uh, when you were young, did you ever do that? Sitcom I always do like sitcom characters. I, I create myself even still, you know, live out those dreams. That's the thing, though, is that then you're creating because like none of us have the body physique to be in the NFL. Oh, God, no. <laughs> so, hey, I could be a kicker. I could be a kicker or a punter. I mean, but but that's the thing is like when you're creating the player, you're like adjusting the height and stuff. It's I don't like, worry too much about height and weight. I just try to make like if I if, if there's a guy with like long, long kind of a like a flowy hair, that's usually what I'll do. Yeah, I usually I'll make it's myself in the manager really, position. You know, I try to, sometimes I mean, like I might make him my height, or my weight, but I guess it doesn't really matter. You know, he, he's going to look, I don't know, like a football player and not like me. So I mean, well, we forget Russell Wilson, what, he's 5'11"? If he's even that tall, geez. Like, so really, I mean, Kyler Murray, how tall is he, 5'10"? Let's see, Kyler Murray height. Because I remember when he got drafted, people were really, like, they were upset with his height. Yeah, he's 5'10". Yeah, like, wow, well, I'm that's pretty good at that. Give me like, another QB. still four and a half inches taller than me. Yeah, Mikey, give me a QB, a random QB, and I'll guess his height. Uh, Matt Ryan. Matt, oh, Matt Ryan, 6'4". That seems right. Matt, yeah, he is 6'4". Dude, give me another one. Give me another one. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert, 6'2". Six, six no, he's also 6'4". I actually know this one. I think he might be – he's, like, the tallest in the league. I think he's 6'6". Six, six. Is he? Let's see. Justin Herbert height. Yeah, he is 6'6". Six, six. Wow, okay. Wow, that guy is a giant. Yeah, no, he, you wouldn't think so. Uh, okay, um, how about Carson Wentz? Carson Wentz, 6'4". Six six Carson Wentz, height? He is 6'5". Wow, I'm close. Yeah. I'm like, almost like the height whisperer. Tua Tagovailoa. Um, I don't know. He's. I feel like he's not that tall. Six two, six one. Dang. Nick Foles. Nick Foles six three. Six six. What? Yeah. No way. Hmm. He's a tall guy. Tall guy. Huh. Okay, Andy Dalton. He's not that tall. Six flat. Six two. Dang. Yeah, you were doing really good in the beginning there. I know. No, I, I think I want to say 
Trevor Lawrence is also six six. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, he's a he's another big guy. Just so, sits. what are you guys doing this weekend? Well, uh, we got like this Halloween party because we're Halloween party. It's not even October yet, barely. Yeah, well, uh, the show that we're in, uh, Austin and I are in uh, the Rocky Horror Show at the Red Carpet in St. Cloud. Check it out. Um, they're doing a they're doing an event on Saturday called the Monster Bash. It's a uh, it's like a like a dance costume party on Saturday, October first, Halloween theme. Should oh. be pretty fun. I think we're doing a we're performing a couple of songs from uh, Rocky Horror Show, so it'll be cool. It'll be it'll be fun. So that's what we're doing this weekend. Then I'll be getting up early to watch that game for sure. Yeah, I th- I'm thinking of, I'm gonna have like a little like breakfast cookout thing here. Oh, fun! Watch the watch the game. You guys know I'm in Rocky Horror too, right? I'm playing in the pit. Oh, right, because they're doing that at uh, at Concordia. Yeah. Oh, excellent! What are you What are you playing? Guitar. Nice, nice. Um, ours, we're using. We're just using tracks. I wish we had a live band, but sometimes you just can't. I know well, they had a live band last year, but um, I know we have a bigger cast this year than they did last year, and they do it every year up in St. Cloud. So, uh, bigger cast, so a little less room to have a band. But I'd love. I was to also have- told that the guitar player will be given um i don't know why i'm speaking in third person i will be given a wireless microphone so i'll be able to like move around oh fun i don't really know what that will entail but are you gonna be like singing no i i don't really know why i will need a wireless but they apparently want me to have a wireless nice so I'll, i'll be able to like go dance on stage while playing guitar Nice. Oh, that's awesome. When does that one open? Uh, November third. I th- or no, 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 no. November eleventh. I think it's eleventh, twelfth, and thirteenth. Just one weekend. Yeah. Hmm. Ours is a uh, ours is two weekends in starting October seventh, I believe. Next weekend, not this one, but the fall. Yeah. We have that's a. Gonna it's inter- a... That's not going to interfere with any Vikings games, is it? There's not like a matinee on a Sunday. No, no. Well, um, they're Friday, Saturdays. Yep, Friday, Saturday, and they're they're two shows a night. So we do a six thirty for a that's eighteen plus, and then the nine thirty, twenty one plus. Yeah, they're doing they're doing uh, midnight showings at Concordia. That's pretty cool. Right, two a.m. finishing up. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the part that's no fun. But Rocky Horror isn't a super long show, so. No, that's good. Yeah, super fun. Super fun. Yeah, that is what uh, the week. What's your weekend like, Carrie? Um, I have the apartment to myself, so I am. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Gonna stay Come to St. Cloud. Go to, go to the party with us tomorrow. No, I'm coming home two weekends from now. Are right, you gonna go come see us in the show? You said it runs, <laughs> so I'll be home. What weekend is that? It's next 15th. weekend and the weekend after. Yeah, I'll be home the weekend after. Oh, you better come. Matt I Matt Wishard, our buddy, he's coming on. Sorry to drop his whole name on this so now everybody can stalk him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he's coming on the 14th, so you should talk you should get a ticket that day. 
anybody who wants uh who hates him now go they know after him be, you know just uh, you'll know where he'll be you know where he'll be right exactly just okay if your name and his location on a certain day you're good to go right we'll drop his uh we'll drop his address and his social security number as well uh his banking information does yep. he listen to the show I don't yeah, know. Uh, Drew does, so Drew will let him know. <laughs> but uh, Mikey, have you got a costume for tomorrow? No, I haven't figured that out yet. I got the Ted Lasso one. That's that's perfect. That's you're gonna go as Ted Lasso. Yeah. Yeah, I need yeah. to. I really need I, to figure that out. I was at the Spirit Halloween, and I almost didn't want to get it because they had a. St- Step Brothers like duo costume that I wanted to get for us. <laughs> I love that. I love that. But. Hmm. Alrighty, gang. But I'm gonna sign off. I'm gonna go get some food. Yeah, Eat. me too. All right. Relax. We'll see you later, boys. Later. Let's go. Later, Gators. Cool.